We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Do you ever feel like you're always on? What do you do when you need a moment to chill? How do you like to hit the reset button to get ready for what's next? These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nothing but nonstop hustle all the time. Work, family, friends, a million pressing social issues and an expectation to be on 24-7. Sometimes you just need a moment to turn off and hit the reset button. That's when you reach for an ice cold Coors Light, the beer that's made to chill. Listen, there's a lot going on in Green Bay right now, and I feel like we could all use a moment to chill with a Coors Light. See, Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's literally made to chill. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. Perfect for a moment to unwind. Coors Light is what I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in their all-new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado, and as always, celebrate. Twenty minutes a day, three hundred sixty-five days a year. This is the Pack a Day Podcast. Welcome into the Thursday edition of the Packaday Podcast. As always, it's me, Sarah Kelleher, but with a slight twist for today's episode. So as usual, I'm joined by Steve and Dusty today, but they're both on kid duty right now while podcasting. So I'm going to be hopping in the driver's seat a little bit and be your host for today's episode. But besides a slight change, the crew is all back together this week. Dusty, you actually had time to talk Packers with us this week, so that's great. Thanks for coming back. But besides kid duty, what's going on, guys? You know, I expect that kind of attitude from Steve, but not not from you. Not not from you. I mean, I'm stepping in as host, so I had to kind of follow in his footsteps in that way. Yeah. You know what? It's good to be back and talking Packers with you guys. Uh, Last week was a very, very, very long week. Uh, That was up to, I think, two every morning doing football stuff. So I prefer this. I prefer this to staying up late writing all the time. So... It's good to be back. Thanks for your awesome attitude. Appreciate it, Sarah. <laughs> well, I'm for not... real, like we we miss you when we do this, but we have to poke fun of you when, when you told us you were too busy. Kind of broke our hearts a little bit. On our one-year anniversary, Dusty. Yeah, uh, I would not have gotten any sleep last week. So you guys, you guys did a good job carrying the G without me. I appreciate that. Although I did actually feel some animosity from Steve and Sarah. I actually talked him off the ledge. I feel like that was the lost talking more than anything, but he actually did seem very upset I wasn't there. 
Well, you know, I it was it was. I mean, I was processing my emotions from the loss. It wasn't. Uh, I mean, when the Packers get their ass kicked, it still it hurts my heart a little bit. And that's what they did. They got their asses kicked in the NFC Championship game again. Uh, so I needed to take out a little frustration on you, and I figured since you weren't there, that was the easiest way to do it. Awesome. Beh- behind my back. Appreciate it. Exactly. Appreciate yeah, it. That's what, that's what I, would you expect anything less from me? No, absolutely not. No. Exactly. That's what I thought. <laughs> All right. So moving on with some Packers news. It's the off season, and we actually had some news break on our day. So that's great, and we'll definitely dive into that right away. So uh, yesterday, the Packers announced that they are hiring Jerry Gray as their defensive backs coach. And for those of you who do not know, he spent the last six years as a defensive back coach for our friends, but not really the Minnesota Vikings. <laughs> but he has a great resume. If you look back on, um, you know, with what he's been able to do the last six years, I think the release said, let me check right here. Yes. So he has been contributed to a top 10 scoring defense seven times during his coaching career, including this past season with Minnesota ranked number six in the NFL for points per game. His defensive backfield was part of the unit that ranked in the top 10 in the NFL in opponent passer rating and points per game allowed. And they've only allowed 123 passing touchdowns since 2014, which is the third fewest in the NFL. So that's pretty crazy impressive. And I think this is a really great move for the Packers. What do you guys think? Yeah, I'm a fan. I mean, we've seen you know we've seen his work uh, as you mentioned in Minnesota, and that's that's been typically a very good cornerback group. Uh, so yeah, I'm, I'm I'm excited. I'm excited to see it. I don't have a whole lot of strong takes on it. I guess I'm just a big big fan. Excited to see it. I like the fact that it's an outside hire. I mean, if, if one thing like we we've had a lot of the Pettens crew and people that he wants there, and the fact that he that Gray had such a great team with him, like defensive backs there and, and coach them up so well, like that's something I want. That's something I want from a defensive back coach. If, if he can take uh, Darnell Savage jr. And turn him into Harrison Smith, man, sign me the F up. Like that's what I want out of my, my safeties and things like that. Like he has coached up a lot of like, it just seems like, um, it's just an endless stream of defensive backs that turn into good players in Minnesota. And if we can get some of that in green Bay, I'm all about it. Yeah. I think it was definitely a move that everyone was pretty much in favor of. Like you said, Dusty, I don't know if there was any strong feelings either way about it, but everyone was pretty much on the same page <laughs> that I saw of, okay, this is, you know, a good move. And I think it's a step in the right direction. So from there, we that is pretty much all that is new with the Packers. We're in the dark days of Green Bay's offseason now, so <laughs> we know there will be a lull of news and not too much going on. But with that, I'm sure if for those of you who have listened um, earlier in the week, you've heard a little of year in review for different areas um, for the Packers on both offense and defense. And so for those of you that listened throughout the season, you know that we covered a lot of whatever team the Packers were playing that week, their defense against the Packers offense and what that matchup would look like and what was going on there. So today our year in review topic is the running back group, which is great. There is a lot to talk about there. So we're going to talk a lot of Aaron Jones, a lot of Jamal Williams, a little bit of Danny Vitale too. We got to give him (laughs) some love as well. So Steve, I'm going to start with you. If you had to grade 
those guys this year individually and then overall what were some of your thoughts and takeaways and what were those grades that you'd throw out for them uh grade wise i mean you start with the stud aaron jones i i give that that guy an a i mean he did everything that was asked of him from the get-go i still feel like they could get him the ball more and he would be able to produce I, like I, I don't know, I don't know what else to say about Aaron Jones. Like he does so many things so well, and I'm really excited to see what he can do in a second year with Matt Lafleur's offense that would feature him. So I'm really hoping that uh, some of the things I've read online and heard on radio shows about what should Aaron Jones hold out because he could make a lot more money. I hope those things aren't true. That doesn't sound like something that he would do, but. Uh, that's something that scares me for the offseason. But overall, a big old fat A for him. Jamal Williams is a huge, huge talent. I think he's a maybe like a B plus, I would say. Um, not the special player that Aaron Jones is, but he does everything well. Like he catches the ball in the backfield. He can he he showed every single game that he can block. He can step into pass pro. Um, catch the ball in the backfield. He can fight dudes off like crazy and get extra yards, which is just fun to watch. Uh, so, yeah, strong B-plus for him. I mean, I think they complement each other well. And uh, Vitaly with the cheese wheel, man, I'm sure Dusty will talk hmm. about that quite a bit. But, I mean, he's he's above average at, at the fullback position. I don't know, maybe like a, a B, B-minus. You didn't see a, a lot of him featured this year, but – when they did throw him the ball, he caught it. When uh, he needed to make the blocks, he made them. I mean, it's solid, solid year from the entire group. I mean, overall, I would say it's probably one of their best groups of the entire season. That would be my – like outside of – I would say if you're looking at the whole team, I'd say maybe outside linebacker was slightly better, but it's a close second for me. I mean, this running back group is really talented. I'm going to be interested to see what they do in the offseason because – both of these guys are entering year four um, and they don't have their fifth year options. So my best guess is there's going to be a running back added to this group this off season. So very interested to see what happens, but man, they're a lot of fun to, to watch. Um, and I'm going to let Dusty go ahead and throw some, some more fun stuff at it. Yeah. Um, I mean, you, you hit the nail on the head with Aaron Jones. I'm going to, I'll give him a slightly higher grade, Steve. I'm going to go full Christmas story and give him an A plus, 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 plus. He did, uh, like you said, he did everything asked of him. Uh, we've been saying, you know, last year, uh, and, and really since he's been drafted, he's a guy that you could do, you, you can just dream on that skill set. There's a bunch of stuff you can do with him. He's not just a running back. Uh, you can do a whole lot of stuff with him in the receiving game. And we saw all of that this year. Like you said, I, he could probably be featured more. That'd be fine. But we saw the seam wheels. We saw a lot of motion. We saw him getting split out wide. We saw him operating out of the slot. We, we, we saw him lining up pretty much everywhere you could line him up uh, to either use use that to get mismatches with him or to open up mismatches somewhere else. And, and then beyond all that, beyond the versatility and the passing game and, and the value he's able to offer there, just a really good running back, man. Like vision burst just everything you want from from a guy like that and i mean one of the big things is going into this year that i thought was kind of i didn't never really agreed with anyway but coming into this year the big thing was uh can he stay healthy with being a lead back well he could he did he's he's still a little small um i'd say his his pass pro is still it's good it's gotten better uh that's still like his weakest area but he, like he's still 
good there. Uh, just just a really good back, and just the way they've used him this year uh, was was very very promising because that's what we wanted for, out of him for a while, and it's kind of one of those boy you feel like he could probably do all these things, and then he did all those things really really well. Uh, so yeah, I'm. I'm worried about a holdout, and if nothing else, I'm still worried about uh, this. This could be his last year in Green Bay. Uh, I'm not a proponent of paying running backs. I don't want to go down that road. Let's talk about this year. Just love Aaron Jones. Uh, Jamal Williams. Jamal Williams will give a B. I think around the same as Steve, maybe slightly lower. I think he's he's showed off what he could do. Like you said, Steve, he he can catch the ball out of the backfield. Good runner, strong runner, if not necessarily as shifty, although shiftier than a lot of people gave him credit for. And he showed that off this year. Uh, Just a stud and pass bro. Like, good. Good, not great. Like you said, good compliment. Solid guy, solid back. Uh, Vitaly, I'm actually going to be lower, I think, than you were, Steve. I think you were right when you say probably above average for fullbacks because there's like, I don't know, two fullbacks in the league or something like he's probably he's right around there out of the three he's gonna, right in the middle i'm gonna give him i'm gonna give him a c minus uh i think i think i like the idea of danny vitale more than i actually like danny vitale i like the idea of of the fullback of kind of a run through you good looking at the the throwback uh, the fullback kind of what uh shanahan's done with use check a fullback that can be a fullback but you can also use him in mismatches Vitaly seems more like a guy who uh, is a fullback because of his size and can kind of do some of those other things, but maybe not at the level that that I was kind of hoping. I mean, he had not that stats or everything. You know, I've been I've been thinking about all the things Vitaly could do in this offense, all the things he could do. He ended the year with seven catches for ninety-seven yards and one carry for three yards, and beyond that, not all that great a blocker as a fullback. So I like the idea of using him. I like that role. I really like what they done what they did with uh, Sternberger in the last couple of games, kind of using him in that role of Vitaly out. But I think what I was hoping Vitaly was going to do was just not not what he ended up doing. So I like the idea. If he's back next year, I think he's unrestricted free agent uh, this this off season. If he's back next year, I hope they have. I hope they can really use him. He does flash a skill set. I just I don't think he's he's kind of where I hoped he was going to be. So what do I say? Aaron Jones A plus, Jamal Williams B, Dan Vitale C minus, and honestly Dexter Williams. We didn't see much of him, so I'm not grading him. Um, incomplete. I, How about that? Incomplete. But I feel like we're probably going to see more from him this year. And I really like what he showed in limited flashes preseason. What he showed at Notre Dame. So that's a guy to keep an eye on. We just didn't see much from him this year. Yeah, I am shocked at how similar my grades are to yours, um, to both of you. And I think we don't often always agree about everything, but this was something we actually agreed on. And um, a lot of people that are listening might agree as well. I mean, Aaron Jones was just an absolute beast this year. Everybody knows that. Whether you're a Packers fan or not, you knew this. He was going off the entire year. I mean, I, I saw half of he's scored more touchdowns this year than his other years combined. So that's just, you know, a stat in itself. And uh, Jamal Williams, I think a lot of people forget that he got carted off the field, you know, in that Philly game. Mm. Um, I mean, that looked awful and is super scary. And he was able to bounce back from that and do his job and do it well. And I think he, you know, I graded Aaron Jones an A and him a B, just like, um, well, similar to you, um, both and then with Vitaly, I put I said a C as well. I think there was flashes, but there wasn't enough. Again, like you guys yeah. both said, so um, really strong showing though from the group as a whole. I think this was always something that we knew the Packers would turn to, and that they should have honestly turned to more. Um, but moving on, or 
a little little bit moving on from that, do you guys have any moments from the running group, whether that was Aaron Jones or Jamal Williams saying something in, funny in the locker room that <laughs> were really your favorite moments from this year? I'm curious. Dusty, do you have any? Man, I can go a thousand different ways from this. Um, I mean, the <laughs> I think on the field, like one of the ones that comes to mind is the wave. Off the field, I just think of the <laughs> Jamal Williams third down hype video where he's just screaming like a lunatic. Uh, is just incredible. Um, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with the play because, uh, of course, I'm gonna go with the play. I'm gonna go with uh, the Jones, the Aaron Jones uh, seam wheel touchdown against the Raiders in, uh, in Week Seven. Uh, that was uh, they actually they hit something similar to that the week before against the Lions that Aaron Jones missed. Uh, they did a slight variation. The tweak on it I really liked a lot. They cleared out the edge. They typically had like taken up the middle and then taken up the boundary and then ran right up the seam. And this time they kind of ran a slight variation where they took up the middle and then took out the boundary where they kind of ran a flat to bring the guy up. So that boundary's open. And then instead of running up the seam, he actually veered outside a little bit. And he dropped just a perfect pass up the seam the week before. And then week seven, they come back against the Raiders, and he makes an incredible adjustment. Uh, pretty good coverage. Rogers throws a pretty good ball. And Jones makes just an absolutely incredible adjustment. So when I think about the season – I think there's a there's a bunch of ways I could go. That's the one I go with just because it's it's this kind of mix of what we hope to see out of Aaron Jones uh, and then them actually running it and then also kind of the theme of LaFleur's offense and kind of building off of uh, different plays. So it's kind of that right there was kind of the sweet spot of everything all together. Uh, it just I've watched that play more times than I can count. Uh, so that's absolutely for me. Yeah, that, that seam wheel touchdown against the Raiders in Week 7. I was a big fan of basically the entire chiefs game uh <laughs> yeah where, where they just were like hey aaron jones you're gonna be the guy and they just you know kept flexing him out to this to you know all the way outside then bring him back in had linebackers on him where he would just roast them like catching the ball you know had some great runs and everything like that that was just a really fun one especially it, it felt almost like a coming out party for aaron jones because Sunday Night Football, national TV, everybody got to see it. And I believe he had like four touchdowns on that one. Uh, I think that was one of his big games. I have to look. He had four in the Cowboys game. He may have three. Oh, the Cowboys. I'll look it okay. up. I knew he had four in the Cowboys. I'll look it up. But um, So, yeah, big, just big game overall for him. So that was that was a big one. And then I always uh, – I my, one of my favorite runs for the entire year was his big run against the Vikings, or like 50-plus yards – and I still, I still can just picture it in my head where I just see Elton Jenkins tossing one of the defensive linemen, then going up and getting one of the linebackers and tossing him as well, and creating this just seam to the at, like to the sideline for Aaron Jones, and he's just gone. Uh, so that, I mean, to me, those that that game for the Chiefs that was a big one, but that one play of seeing Elton Jenkins just wrecking the the Vikings uh, defense and seeing Aaron Jones just squirt right through and just go like man, is he's a fun guy to watch run the football. But Steve, the lights were too bright for him. <laughs> obviously, obviously, he, he he was running so fast to get back into the tunnel because it was so bright on the field. Yeah, oh, just it had to be it. Had to be it. Only two touchdowns on the Chiefs game, Steve. Both of them receiving. But monster game overall. 159 receiving yards, 67 rushing yards, monster game. Yeah. I mean, he's a beast. Period. End of sentence. But um, moving on from 2019, we're going to stick with the running back group for just a little bit longer. Is there anything in particular you guys really want to see the running 
the running back group evolve with? Is our Justy? I know you're very into the offense and how that works, so I'm sure you have you know some potential plays or ideas that they could you know implement more. Could they use Danny Vitale more next season? What are some thoughts, Dusty, with what do you want to see from them next year? What was maybe missing, even though they had such a great um, season as a group? I, I mentioned the the seam concept touchdown against the Raiders. Uh, they did not attack the seam kind of as much as I'd hoped. So I'd like to see a little bit more of that. Um, just, just, just making an attempt. And I think, I mean, some of this year it still felt like some of it was an install. There's, you're still building something. You're still seeing what works. You're still maybe you're, you're opening up the playbook, but maybe you're not next year. You open it a little more. Or you come up with more stuff. Cause you've got the, you, you see the personnel, you see what you've got. So I'd like to see him attack the seam a little bit more. I do think they had a lot of really fun concepts and, and slight variations of ways to do that. Uh, so I have faith in them. <clears throat> Excuse me. I have faith in them doing that. Uh, but I, I would like to see, I'd like to see a little more of that. And then also, I mean, I talked about it earlier this year, that was the, um, I mean, Steve, you mentioned that Kansas City game, and then they, you know, the, the the adjustment was made by a lot of defenses that you cover the running backs when they split out wide uh, with a with a cornerback, and then that's that's harder for them to get open against. And I mentioned at the time, and I've mentioned a couple times since then, kind of how that can open up some more deep shots over the top, or that can open up other areas because if you're if you're shifting the defense, and the cornerback is now have to get on a running back depending on. How everything shakes, maybe you can actually run the ball, or maybe you've got a linebacker matched up on a tight end or a wide receiver. You've got mismatches somewhere else. I don't know that they did the best job attacking some of those mismatches that were opened by that. Uh, so I'd like to see maybe a little more of that. So basically, you know, attacking the seam, and then if a cornerback t- picks up the running back, look for another way to exploit the defense. Not that way. Um, I, I I don't want to say they didn't do that. They did that. I just feel like they could they could probably stand to do a little more of that. And I think they will. Um, so those are my those are my two things. I think my biggest thing is I want to, or I would love for the Packers to avoid taking Aaron Jones off the field for entire drives. I think that's really, really short-sighted. I think going like Aaron Jones, two drives, and then Jamal Williams for a drive, and then Aaron Jones for two drives, and then Jamal Williams. I don't, I don't get it. I don't like the fact that you have this unbelievably talented running back. You're like, you know what? No, we're just going to take him off the field for an entire drive. That just doesn't make sense to me. Figure out ways to get both of them incorporated, put both of them in the backfield, flex one out, do whatever you need to do. But I I can't fathom the reason why Aaron Jones needs to be off the field for an entire drive uh, multiple times during a game. So I think for me, that would be the the base thing to change for the running back group. I, I still can't understand it i know it's always been like oh well he's injury prone and blah blah blah. well he survived the 16 game season this year he's not super injury prone figure out a way to keep him on the field for the entire game that's my uh that's my biggest takeaway for the 2020 season great so putting that behind us this weekend is the game we all wish the Packers were playing in, and that is the Super Bowl, the granddaddy of them all. And obviously, we got to talk about this a little bit. We got to talk about our predictions and what we're expecting. So, Steve, let's hear it. Who do you think is going to win? Who do you want to win if that's not the same team? And what's your score prediction for this weekend? You know, I think I I, I want Andy Reid to finally get the championship as long as it's not against the Packers. Give the man a Super Bowl championship. Like he's got. I just feel the team is so damn fast on offense. Like I just feel like for an entire game, there's no way the 49ers can can hang with them. Like 
I just I, I can't see a way that Patrick Mahomes doesn't win this this. So I'm gonna go 38 28 Kansas City. Uh, also, this does not count like towards our prediction scores for the year, right? We're, mm-hmm. we're, no one cares. We've already established that I'm the big loser. <laughs> I already know I will be getting the Oreos probably this weekend. So it's whatever. It's okay. whatever. But. Uh, but yeah, overall, I think. I mean, I think the Chiefs have have too much talent on the offensive side. Uh, as crazy as it sounds, I think Mike Pinnell has actually helped their rush defense, which will be very interesting to watch. I think that's one of the bigger things to see is if the 49ers can effectively rush the ball and not have Jimmy G throw. I mean, what is he? He's throwing the ball like what twelve times in the postseason so far. It's it's kind of crazy. So I think that's one of the biggest things to watch is uh, that Chiefs defensive line versus the 49ers offensive line. But I'm going to take the skill positions every day over uh, the 49ers. So, I mean, the guys on the on the uh, Chiefs fly. And Patrick, Patrick Mahomes, I, I mean, the man just chucks the ball. He's like Aaron Rodgers back when he won a Super Bowl. So I'm going to go with the Chiefs. I don't know what you guys are thinking. I want the Chiefs to win real bad. Some of the same reasons. I mean, Reed, I really I want to see Reed win that. I love watching Mahomes. I love watching just it, the, the offense is just, it's the perfect marriage of a guy who knows what he's doing and then gets the pieces that he needs to run it. It's just, it's the speed, it's the athleticism. And then you combine that with, uh, with like a top tier best quarterback in the league right now. Uh, and a guy who really knows what he's doing. And I mean, a guy like Reed as well, who's not afraid to, um, not, not afraid to borrow, not afraid to steal, not afraid to say, like, my system could be better. Uh, so he kind of takes and borrows a little bit from, uh, well, a lot of places do it, but, you know, takes and borrows pretty liberally from college, from Air Raid stuff, as well as other uh, NFL teams that are doing stuff. And, and again, they've got the pieces to do it. So I really, really like the Chiefs. Uh, if you would have asked me two days ago, I would have said Chiefs are winning this. And that's how I'm cheering. I'm leaning more Niners, actually, uh, just because I think – I think that defense. I think that defense is good enough to not stop the Chiefs, but to slow down the Chiefs. Uh, they 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 can. They're very good at taking away some things, uh, and so I think they're going to. Uh, I think they're going to make life very hard for Mahomes, and I think Shanahan, Kyle Shanahan, with two weeks to prepare uh, for this Chiefs defense. The Chiefs defense has been playing better lately, but I still feel like uh, that that's a matchup that Shanahan can do some things with. Uh, so I'm. I don't really like it. I think it's gonna be a close game. Uh, but I'm going to go, I think, like 28-24 Niners. So I really want the Chiefs to win as well. I think that's a popular opinion at this point. But I, I just have a feeling that the 49ers are somehow going to make it work and that they're going to win. I'd love to see Pat Mahomes um, get that Super Bowl ring and Andy Reid as well. But there's just something about the 49ers. I think kind of like what you said, Dusty, that their defense is really just going to frustrate Mahomes really badly they're somehow going to slow them down and I think that they're going to win this one so uh, we'll see I think it'll be a great game I'm excited that it's something different that we haven't seen you know it's two teams that haven't been there in a bit so that's always great to see something different but let's talk food real quick I mean we've never done that before we are the food podcast, the snack a day. That's uh, the snack a day mm. podcast, as we like to joke around. So, there's a lot of talk about 
food at parties for the Super Bowl and what that looks like. And I think that's different for everybody. So for you guys, what is your ultimate Super Bowl dish or Super Bowl, you know, platter that's there for you? What does that look like? I'll say so a big tradition of my family going back uh, since I was a kid is uh, we do make your own pizzas at my house for the Super Bowl. Um, we do. My mom brings, uh, you know, individual dough for everybody, like a dough ball. You, you get that out. A uh, bunch of, you know, so you get the sauce. Uh, I think we start doing some buffalo sauce in there as well. Different kinds of cheeses and then just an ungodly amount of toppings. Uh, you know, pepperoni, bacon, banana peppers, uh, whatever you want. I, I started last year, I started smoking uh, pork, doing some pulled pork and sticking that Ooh. on a pizza. And that's a move. It's a power Damn, move is man. what that is. So I'll be doing that again this year. Um, so I'm very excited about that. So I'm going to go just because that's what we do. Just a personal pizza with uh, with just an ungodly amount of things on it. I, and then, I don't know, I, I keep it as simple, man. I go like uh, I go some some kettle chips. Uh, sometimes my, my younger brother will do some beef jerky, my uh, my grandfather's recipe. So, you know, snack on that, make myself a little sick during the game, and then finish it off with uh, with some chocolate chip cookies or, uh, or some kind of cupcakes or something. So, it's, uh, you know, it's, it's basically four hours of eating. Um, so, you got to space it out a little bit. Mm-hmm. So, it's all centered around the pizza, and then I just branch out from there. Outstanding. I, um... I do. I do like to do the platter type of style. Like I want a whole bunch of different foods. Number one is chicken wings. Whatever type you can get me, that's what I want. Um, I mean, you give me. If I had my choice, I you know, there's a couple places in Milwaukee that are absolutely amazing. But whatever, I take what I can get. Uh, especially during the Packers Super Bowl run back in 2010, I came. I was living in Chicago at the time. I would drive up to Milwaukee for the game to hang out with my dad and my brothers. I would bring up a mini keg of Bell's Oberon beer. If you've ever had that. Yeah, it's a good one. It's a good one. But I bought it for the wild card game, brought it up, and they won. So I had to go get it every single time coming up. And then as horrible as it was, I also brought up uh, some Tyson's boneless chicken, like, it was awful. They're they're not great, but they won. So I right. had to buy it every single damn time. Uh, and they won the Super Bowl. So, you know, obviously pat on the shoulder because I helped win the Super Bowl. Um, we appreciate your sacrifice. Dude. I know. I know, right? Uh, but no, chicken okay. wings are obviously number one. Uh, we normally go over to my brother's house, my oldest brother's house, and they'll host everything. And so it isn't my sister-in-law's sister-in-law will bring over this buffalo chicken dip. Yeah. Oh, my God. It's uh, like she takes a rotisserie chicken, like guts it and puts it in like immediately from the Costco or Sam's Club, wherever she gets it from. And, man, it is outstanding. So it's some of that uh, with chips, celery, whatever you want to have with it. And then uh, I will also do – we always do like a fresh guacamole. Uh, So we'll – Nice. A whole bunch of avocados, a little bit of tomato, on a little bit of onion, all that kind of stuff. So uh, it's really, really good. And then same as Dusty, somebody will make some chocolate chip cookies. Um, but yeah, like four or five hours of eating. It's it's just a good time overall. Sarah, what you got? Interesting. I like to take my Super Bowl eating habits in courses. So my first course is usually some kind of dip. So 
whether that's spinach and artichoke dip or spinach and cheese dip with some chips or the buffalo chicken dip, that's always fire too. So I kind of always start off with the dip and then I move usually into chicken wings or popcorn chicken, something in that family. And then within that, I'll, you know, hopefully more chips, which is awful, but um, more chips and then even throwing in some some fruit like watermelon or strawberries, things like that are always good too. And then after that, a big thing I like to have is brownies for it. Yeah. It brings yeah. like a pan um, of fudge brownies. I usually, um, I know like at the local grocery stores, they always sell the ones that are in the shape of football with frosting on them. So those are always really good. So that's kind of my go-to always. Um, if there's wings or chicken or popcorn chicken or chicken tenders at ranch is and is like always my go-to not blue cheese i am team ranch so that's obviously very important too and really yeah i mean when the packers aren't in the super bowl it's just a great time to eat and watch football for me that's that that's how i see it and mm-hmm. of course watch the halftime show and then wonder why i watch the halftime show after as well so I did. I did tweet out earlier, but it, this is something I'm sure. Mo- I feel like most people are on the same page as me. I don't want to see the commercials before the Super Bowl. Exactly. I want to see them during the Super Bowl. Like, don't get me wrong. I thoroughly enjoyed the um, the Boston Hyundai commercial. Oh, so did I. But that's it's a really good commercial. I would have loved to see that on the Super Bowl. That would have been outstanding. Like, let's get it back to the point where you're not promoting your commercial on Twitter the week before the Super Bowl. That's just stupid. Yeah, I agree. I think the fun part is seeing it yeah. at the time that everybody else is watching it. Um, so that is, that is a little weird. I, I'm not in favor of that either. But I think that pretty much, unless you guys have any more Super Bowl hot food takes, hot takes <laughs> of the game, wraps up uh, what we had planned to talk about today. But you guys have any final thoughts? I've got one. Uh, so I've been thinking about this. So I've been, I think I've been podcasting. I've been writing since I think 2012, 2013. I've been podcasting since I think 2016. So the years since I've been podcasting, uh, we had run the table. Uh, we had two non-playoff years and we had this year. So in, in the, you know, run the table year, it wasn't looking good uh, through week 11 or uh, the week, week 11, they were four and six through week 11. Uh, and they had just been plastered by Washington, I think like 42-24 or something. Uh, so it was not looking good. So every year, every single year I've been podcasting, I've given some variation of the same speech at some point during the course of the season. And that speech has gone, hey, man, this season hasn't gone like we thought. That's that's awful, right? But you can still watch and still find things to be excited about. You know, like, I don't know, watch the left guard. Find something you're interested in. Follow it. Try to learn a little more about the game and just find something interesting if, if the game itself or the way the season's going isn't going very well. Uh, and, you know, obviously they came back one of those years in 2016 and made the playoffs, but the other two they didn't. Uh, and so every year I've been doing this, I've given some variation of the same speech. It's kind of like, keep your head up there, bucko. Uh, I, I didn't have to do that this year. They led. Uh, I miss. I missed last week. I was gonna say this last week, then I missed last week, so I missed the capper. But they thirteen and three NFC North champions, wire to wire. Uh, you know, didn't always look amazing, but they. But it was a really fun season, like a very memorable season. And again, thirteen and three NFC North champs. Uh, just a really really fun season. So I just wanted to say, uh, you know, it it didn't end the way I, I certainly hoped. Anyone hoped, 
But man, this was a fun season, and the first year I didn't have to say keep your head up because no one had to because it was wire to wire NFC North. So um, yes, yeah, it's been been great doing this with you guys. I missed the one year anniversary last year or last week. Uh, been a great year for talking to you guys, and a great year just for watching Packer football. And I can't wait to watch them again next year. That's it. That's my final thought. So I've got two things. Uh, number one, you know I'm always somebody who's trying to make Twitter a better place. Uh, so I've got, I have a modest proposal for people who use Twitter. Everybody uses, most people use it to bitch and complain about things, right? Overall, yeah, right? Fair. That's fair. Okay. All right. If you want to bitch and complain about things, that's cool. I get it. I want ideas then. I want answers. I want fire, you know, fire Mike Patton. Okay. That's cool. Tell me who they're going to hire. Tell me what's going to happen after that. If you say, get rid of Blake Martinez, he sucks. Okay, he's been leading tackler in the NFL like two years in a row. But what's going to happen? Who are they going to bring in? What's going to, like, I want to know those ideas. Don't be that person that just complains about everything. Give me something. Put something into the world, like an idea. And uh, I think that that could be a lot of fun because, Everybody's got ideas on Twitter, so I want to know. I want to know more. I want to know more from what everybody's thinking. You know, it's it's one thing to just complain about the whole world being on fire, but tell me how you're going to fix it. That's my big thing. Uh, number two, um, I've been struggling a lot with the whole Kobe aspect of the world. Um, you know, everybody's been doing a whole lot of positive things with him, which is very cool. There's a lot of the hashtag girl dad and stuff like that going on in the world. Um, I'm sort of in between right now. I don't really know how to react to it because he's done a lot of good things, but there's also the, that horrible, horrible, bad connotation with some of the things that he did when he was younger. Um, so for me, it's a big struggle, um, but I do love the fact that this whole girl dad um, – Hashtag has been running around Twitter because it's a good thing. It's it's a great thing that dads are now being, you know, throwing their kids in the spotlight and talking about the things that they do with them. And um, I mean, as Dusty knows too, it's just, you, you celebrate the fact of all the time that you have with them. Um, so overall, it's just a hug your kids, love them, love the people that's, that are in your lives. But uh, yeah, it's just uh, it's an exciting time right now to be a Packer fan. I'm I'm happy to be with you guys right now, um, loving everything that's going on with me. So great time to uh, to say thanks for everybody for listening for the entire Packer season. We're excited for the off season, but uh, Sarah, sign us off. Yeah, I mean, well said, Steve. It's just I think if people are you know, whatever their feelings are about the situation, it should just be a reminder to live in the moment and appreciate those who, you know, you love and let them know that. Um, and never let a day go by if you feel something without saying it. So that's all I'm going to say about that. But again, thank you guys for listening another week. And um, you can follow us all on Twitter at Steve Perhatch, at Dusty Evely, at Sarah Kelher 4 and at Packaday Podcast, um, always, you know, tweet us questions if um, you have any. And we love talking with you guys. And thanks again for listening. So, as always, go Pack Go!
Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.